like scary stories, if you like tasty beers, open up your mouth holes and open up your ears for... I did it. I shut it up and then I unshut it up. You're going to look, we got you on a on a nothing but bones diet now. I do. We did have a, a fairly long conversation before this podcast about how my hands hurt. So I should eat, eat bones. bones. Yeah. To that, replenish the bones you've damaged. Yeah. It makes yeah. perfect sense to yep. me. Bones yeah, hurt, I eat wish more bones. I'd had your doctoring when I broke my cookie lobe. I could have just eaten brains. You could have eaten brains. No, and you gotten eat co- no, no, no. Oh, you have to eat cookies. <laughs> oh, for the cookie lobe. Oh, you know yeah. what? You know what? I did that. Did I that. did eat yeah, a lot of cookies. Yeah, look at how great you're doing now. You're welcome. I'm on a solidly 30% cookie diet at all times. It's, well, I mean, it is the holidays. Tis the season. You, and need, to, oh, you yeah. need to up it to my quotient which is around 40 to 50 percent fudge stripe cookies okay. at all that's times that is oh accurate. that's good i did realize as i was chatting with a friend yesterday the only food i consumed yesterday was cheese ice cream and beer oh my god that's living the like, dream though. it was like 7 30 at night and my sister was like do you want to eat dinner and i was like i'm so full and i was like i really eaten nothing of nutritional value no. all day Last night I let's, ate let's nothing. Let's not forget cheese. I ate so much meat. You did. Oh, because we got Thai food, and they had this Ooh. thing which I'd never seen at a Thai restaurant before. It was called Thai beef jerky, mm-hmm. and of oh. course, wife does not eat beef, so that whole plate came to me. I finished it. Yeah. We also ordered very famous chicken satay, or as they're known in our in our house, chicken, chicken popsicles. popsicles. Ate all of them. Ate sixty to seventy percent. Did you have any of them? I had two. Okay, so I ate 60% of those. <laughs> and then, you, ate, you ate all my protein. I ate all of your fats yesterday. Yeah, that's yes. pretty much it. Yeah, I, the, I had a strictly protein diet yesterday. I have not been able to shit. <laughs> I, I was wondering. At all. I was wondering. I was like, I was a little backed up from all the dairy, but you with all that protein. Oh, yeah. I fear I'm for not, our toilet. I'm not going to dump for at least a week. Oh, jeez. And when you do, those chicken popsicles are coming back for revenge. I think it's the beef jerky that's going to come back for revenge. I think, <laughs> or, or it could be the entirely peanut-based sauce I ate could on be. the curry. That's also there true. were some greens are, in it. There were listeners. There was like aren't two. you so glad you listened to this podcast so you can listen to about us our catch up, talk well, about things you weren't here for, and then talk about poop. Welcome to Keeping Irregular with your host Bob. I ate a bunch of food and do, don't poop on the reg Welcome anymore. That's my fault. Welcome to poos and brews. Yep. Bowel po- movements and brews. Poos and brews. Yeah. <sighs> you know, well, I guess, mom, save us. Save us with your you cold know, open. Funny that you have a cold We're open? three minutes in and you, it's all poop content. I will let you know that I can keep talking about this. So what's funny is like you guys talk about dumping, but I have another. We, I have a semi-related but not poop. I have a dumping but of the snow variety. Okay. okay. So, oh, oh. Yeah. So I oh. was I was reading on the internet in Denmark there was a snowstorm okay. that came, dumped so much snow that 
the um, streets were blocked. So 31 people who were shopping at an Ikea store in Denmark had to Oh no, they had to live at Ikea. They lived at Ikea for the evening, but it sounded like the most fun and delightful evening ever. Oh my God, just Swedish meatballs and hot dogs. They had their pick of where they could sleep. Obviously, they have all of those displays already set up. So it's kind of like you have your own hotel room. Yeah, they sell mattresses. So they're real mattresses. Yeah, so they have like the real bed thing. So people were, you know, spread out there. And then they played Christmas movies, watched soccer and had like little snacks. And then they all kind of like went their way and spent the night. Oh I was my like, God, lingonberry cookies for everyone. This sounds delightful. I'm like, I kind of now want to be snowed in at an Ikea. This sounds like they won a contest. I'm going to yeah. be honest. <laughs> it's like a radio contest. They called in. They got to spend the night at and the you Ikea. You get to spend the night at Ikea. That sounds fun. It's like yeah. a thing you win after you've won Double Dare, right? Like, yeah. Spend a night at Ikea. Oh, oh yeah. Like principal it's like the adult version of principle for a day. Yeah. <laughs> just, I think, but then I was, as I was reading, I'm like, yeah, I, I think I do want to spend the night in an Ikea at least once just to be like, yeah. Just to say you did it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you could try. I'm, uh, I could go to the big ass Ikea which that's frame, by the which, Mall of America. Which bed frame like, did hey, you hi. choose? You know? Yeah. The Flark one? or the Jitsu? The yeah. Fergenbergen. That's the one I did. I prefer the Billy system. <laughs> I'm a lack girl myself. Oh, I love a good lack. Now don't, now don't I joke. Your nose. I have most of the Hemnes connection collection in my home. Yeah, don't don't stick your nose up at a good mom though. Oh, yeah, that's true. Ooh. That's true. Uh, and, and speaking of moms, <laughs> hi. hi. <laughs> Welcome to the Booze and Brews podcast. <laughs> We're the podcast where we tell each other ghost stories. We drink thematically appropriate beer. And we are so full of Swedish meatballs, we're not going to poop for a week. We dream of Ikea meatballs and not pooping. Yeah. I don't think we dream about that. But anyway. you Don't speak for me. I'm sorry. <laughs> you don't speak for me. I'm sorry. You think after like almost two decades I would have learned this, but I haven't. No. I haven't. Uh, anyway, we sadly, I assume maybe, but not talking exclusively about pooping. This I have week. no pooping in my story. Okay, I have no. no pooping in my story either. Oh, Don't this worry. is a poop-free episode. Don't worry, I will I'm bring, sure Engineer I'll Bob make will sure bring the deuce. properly sprinkled. Wait, wait, would you oh. say you're going to here to drop the deuce? Sure. Yeah. I would say that. Okay. We're going to drop the deuce. <laughs> drop deuce deuces. Deucey deuces. Dose deuces. So yeah. anyway... Yes, for our week. international listeners. <laughs> yes. So this week, uh, our beer is from Rohoppering Project, and it's called Steady Edge Imperial Red. That's a, that's a which doozer. somehow my brain didn't compute that Imperial meant Imperial until yes. I opened it and was like, Oh no! Oh, oh you oh, just no. thought it came oh. from a from a, a Holy Roman Empire or that's, something? Yeah, yeah. So this is it's a local brew here for me in Utah, and it's uh it's. Supposed to be paired with like being outside in the great outdoors, hiking, biking, things like that. Yeah. So then I was like, great, haunted hikes. Hikes, let's do it. Haunted hikes, hikes. haunted hiking, let's do it. Love Next it. time you're <laughs> hiking up a mountain, instead yeah, of having a water, water jug, drink this 7.9% yeah, imperial beer inside your Nalgene bottle and see how far you get. See, you will definitely, there will be trail poops if that is oh, your mission. Yeah, for sure. So, so friend, please tell yeah. us about your trail. Enlighten us. I will. Enlighten I will. Us. And my story actually is a great tie into your cold open because there's a lot of snow. <gasps> I love it. such a good tie and you didn't even know I it. I didn't even know. But it was so good. I didn't even when know. When you were like dumping snow, I was like, oh. oh. 
so much. <laughs> Tremendous. Kismet. Okay, so I'm going to tell you about the Iron Goat Trail. Ooh. In Washington State. Ooh. Okay. Yes. Okay. I like it. This is a fem- the, the failed precursor to the Trojan horse. <laughs> the Iron Goat. <laughs> the Iron, Iron goat. goat. No, we're going to get to what the Iron Goat is, and it's delightful. Ooh. Oh, hell yeah. Okay, good. Um, I did, full disclosure, I did pick this story thinking I was going to win. Ooh. So. Oh. I'm sure you will. My story, I, I feel like Iron Goat, <laughs> like, mine's just. My story's not very good this week. <laughs> Well, you say Iron Goat, and I was like, well, I'm, yeah, I'm like, yeah, this is, doesn't okay. compare. So I'll, I'll pill battle. The, the Iron Goat Trail is a, it seems like the shortest version of it is about five and a half miles, and the longest version is about 10 miles, okay. depending on which offshoots and versions you take. Right, 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 right. So it's a trail that goes through Washington State. It goes through the Cascade Mountain Range. Okay. Um, so my notes say in the Washington part of Washington. Oh, okay. That's my Helpful favorite part Tuna. of Washington. Helpful. It's in the central part of Washington the is Washington what that's part. supposed yeah. to say. Mm. Um, and a big chunk of this trail uh, takes the place of old train tracks. <gasps> Trains? Because it's part of this train company's uh, like uh, program called Tracks to Trails, where they take old train tracks trails and turn them into hiking trails oh that's cool you lose that yeah. you're te- you're tearing up perfectly good train tracks <laughs> ruining the beautiful beautiful oh, cross-country look, look, look. travel I'm not, I'm not gonna count you out yet but i am i'm willing okay. to hear this story but i am already upset i'm going to tell you about these haunted train tracks from the great northern <laughs> railway that's now a hiking trail i got it ghost trains ghost trains it's it's ghost a ghost trains. train you? and and the other reason is these ghost train tracks. Now, the ghost train is only in this part of in the Washington part of Washington. Yeah. But the North, the Great Northern Railroad is a railway line that leads from St. Paul. Oh, hey, I've been to there. Seattle. Oh, cool. Um, it, so the Great Northern Railway, it's the northernmost railway in that whole big railway expansion that we did in America in the late 1800s. Um, it's the most northern one. So it like sort of runs almost up to the Canada border. Obviously, if it's running from Same Minnesota Paul. to Washington, that's We're the northern north. part of yeah. America. Yeah, I would say that's pretty north. Yeah. And uh, the big architect uh, or engineer, I guess is what it would be, of most of the Western expansion of this train line was a man named John Frank Stevens, who found and excavated the Stevens Pass, which is how you get through the Cascade Mountains in Uh, Washington. Oh, clever. Um, He also was like super good engineer boy because, pardon, because after, (laughs) beer snuck up on me. God damn after he finished this railway, he went down and was the head engineer for the Panama Canal. Oh, oh, wow. So he was real good at engineering He was super things. engineer. He's like, like I do trains, I do canals, I do it all. What do you need engineered? Yeah. I'll do it. He'll do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Iron Goat Trail is named uh, after the Rocky, like the the... What is the word I'm looking for? Mascot. The mascot of the train line is this goat, which is called the Iron Goat, oh. which is a Rocky Mountain goat. Okay. Um, and its logo is based off basically, they said pet, but not really a pet. But like the owner of the North, the Great Northern Railroad had a goat as a child that he used to help deliver newspapers. Oh my God. And he based the logo of for his train company off this goat and the trail is named after this logo. 
Oh my God! This little boy was, in like the early 1800s just had delivered his goat. He's like, on a newspaper goat. route with his little goat, like a like a pack mule, just carrying his paper for him. Hey man, putting that goat to work. So cute. I could you not find the goat's name. Hell no! Give it to your goat. Yeah, I couldn't find the goat's name. It made me very sad. Oh, we're gonna call him um, Billiam. Okay, Billiam. Billiam, the Rocky Mountain Goat. Yep. Uh, so, so big train tracks. They're going all the way. They've made it from St. Paul pretty much into, they're making it through Washington. They're trying to make it all the way to Seattle. Uh, they built this portion that goes through the Cascade Mountains um, in 1893. Okay. Um, and at, the, at this point, pretty much everyone agreed that this is like the best bit of train engineering they've ever seen. Wow. Because they were like, way to get through these fucking mountain range. Good job, Stevens. We are wow. hard on for your train tracks. Yeah, they loved it. They All said, right. this is so the best, great, these tracks. This and that was track. true for about 20 years. Oh, oh, you know what? 20 years, though. 20 years the, of proud tradition for train tracks. In the ever-expanding railway, I feel like 20 years is a long time. Well, unfortunately, that all ended in late February of 1910. When that part of Washington saw the worst snowstorm it has ever seen. Oh, no. Whoops. It was a straight up blizzard for oh, no. nine days. Whoa. Holy yeah. So crap. they say that at the peak of the storm, it was there was over a foot of snow falling per hour. What? Whoa. And, and one day overnight. There, it collected eleven feet of snow. Holy shit! That's wild. And it, and it, and that's the that was the worst of it. But it blizzarded basically this badly for nine days. Wow, um, unheard of in this area. So, um, there were two trains that were on their way, chugga chugga choo chewing. Yep, yep. Across, and they had to stop at what was the Wellington train depot. Mm-hmm. Um, because they couldn't go because the rest of the line is impassable. They actually had snow plows, but they couldn't snow plow their way to get to where they needed to snow plow. Oh. The snow was so bad, they couldn't plow. Wow. Damn. Um, yes. So uh, there, there's two trains stuck. One of them is a passenger train and one of them is a mail train. Ooh, okay. So kind of thankfully, only one of these trains has a, a lot of people in it. Yeah. Or it could have been much worse. So uh, in on February 28th, the snow, the temperature rose. The okay. snow turned to like a thick rain. Yeah. Ooh. And it started to be windy and it warmed up like 20 degrees. Okay. Uh, and then thunderstorms hit because, you know, the cold air meets the warmer air. Sure. And then a strike of lightning hits the top of the, I wrote this, at the Windy Mountain. No. Um, and let's loose a slab of snow. Avalanche, man. That is <laughs> 10 feet high, Oof. half a mile long, Whoa. and half a mile wide. Holy crap. That's and So this huge slab of snow comes barreling down this mountain towards the town. Oh, God. And what's made worse is the fact that this, the previous summer, they'd had a forest fire. Oh, so there was almost nothing, nothing to stop to the stop. snow. No, just gone. as it thunders down this mountain directly into this train depot. Oof. So thankfully, the town of Wellington, it misses like three quarters of the town. So it doesn't get the hotel. It doesn't get the post office. Mm -hmm. doesn't get the general store. But it just takes out this train depot. Oh, man. And it 
takes these two trains that were sitting there and everyone who had left the train to sleep inside the depot. Oh, no. It just pushes them 150 feet down into the bottom of this ravine um, called the Thai Valley. So it like takes them to the bottom of this valley. Um, And immediately, because it missed part of the town, everyone from the town runs to try and help. They actually managed to pull 23 people from the wreckage. That's a lot of snow to pull people out from. That's a pretty good number. Yeah. I think they were at the top of the snow. Oh, okay. (laughs) Um, So they pulled 23 people from the wreckage. Unfortunately, 96 people died. Yeesh. Um, 35 of them were passengers and 61 of them were employees that were either on the train or in the depot. Okay. So the whole thing got pushed to the bottom. Um, they if only started been pushed down to the bottom where there was an Ikea. I know. If only an Ikea were there. And they'd just been stuck there just eating Swedish meatballs and watching telling funny stories. Yep. Yep. They say that like, because mo- it hit at like 1 a.m. So m- they were like, most people never really woke up. They no. just kind of, they just kind of like blunt force died or like suffocated yeah like yeah awful awful um and because this huge slab of snow fell down it took them 21 weeks to finish pulling bodies from the wreckage so if you think about that that's the dead of summer 21 weeks it took them that's how much snow Snow. there there was was. snow there was still having to dig them out of snow In the summer, but you know what? Their bodies the at least didn't smell because they are well. Yeah, preserved. I know well preserved. Snow. Yeah, very you can, well yeah, preserved. You could eat them. That's what, I, we're, that's saying. what we're saying. Yeah. People did. Yum yum. I knew it. <laughs> yum yum. And that's what they call Thai beef jerky. <laughs> you just ate people, babe. You know what? You Tastes great. Off. Succulent. Mmm, delicious. Tastes great. Definitely um, comes up the works, though. Hey, we got back to that poop content, I promise <laughs> there you. There you go. There you go. Bring it home. So the uh, Wikipedia led me to believe that this is still currently the deadliest avalanche in U.S. history. Wow. Okay. So 96 people died. Um, and it is the second worst, air quotes, train accident that's ever happened because it involved two trains. Two trains, yeah. They but were just they innocent just bystanders. By snow. But they're like, it was a train accident. These well, poor the train trains really didn't did have anything nothing to... wrong. They really did nothing wrong. Oh my Falsely God. Falsely accusing it's all the snow's trains fault. of murder. Yeah, the war of snowthern aggression. <laughs> the snowthern aggression. aggression. Oh, <laughs> um, So, quietly about six months after this awful accident, the town of Wellington is renamed Ty because they had all this terrible press about all these people murdered on the train. Oof. Um, well, then somebody the, would come and visit the town. So, so I've, I've come to the... Hey, do you know where the town of Wellington is? No. Mm-mm. Nope. No idea. We don't never know anything about that. It's in um, New no Zealand. No recollection of a town named Wellington. Because there was a large amount of press I about no it due, due to an avalanche and a number of nope. people dying. No, no, nope. where that is. Nope. Super fucking weird, bro. Nope. You know what? I bet you're thinking of Washington, D.C. This is Washington State. Oh. No, I believe, in fact, <laughs> yeah. it was Washington State. No, you're definitely no. wrong. You're definitely okay. wrong. <laughs> and that Wellington, are you sure it wasn't New Zealand? I'm pretty sure you meant New Zealand. Yeah, that's where it is. Smells like Thai beef jerky around here. <laughs> it's, a, it's a local delicacy. Hmm. It's delicious. Um, so, uh, Age and the 21 train, weeks. The train company came through and started building basically like snow sheds to try mm. and like, if something like that was to happen again, it would stop the snow along the way. Yeah. Like speed bumps for snow. Yeah. Right, yeah. Um, which they, you know, in retrospect should have built before the avalanche. Uh, 
yeah. Um, but here, how many people could sit and honestly predict that it would snow 11 feet overnight? Oh, yeah. Storm of the century sort of a thing, for yeah. sure. Um, and then by 19, they basically, as soon as this happened, they they went like, this isn't great. This could happen again. We should, this feat of engineering we made 20 years ago, we probably never should have made. Let's move the tracks further down to the base of the mountain okay. where we can protect it better. And so they started the building the mountain so that the avalanche can pick up even more, more snow. Next so it, time. Yeah. So it just fully buries the yeah, town. Yeah. And then we'll never get them out. <laughs> but we'll so they it. opened more new lower turkey. versions of these train tracks in 1929. Hell and yeah. those are the 1929 version of these tracks are the tracks that the trains still run on. Oh, to this so very those day. not buried in an avalanche. They were never buried. Okay. Yet. Keyword there. Yet. Yeah, yet. that we know of. Um, I, have never, I have not seen Evil Dead 2 yet. yet. <laughs> Which brings us to the Iron Goat Trail. Yes. So the first three miles of this trail, pat on the back to you, Washington State, the first three miles is ADA compliant. So oh. it's completely paved. And there's like a bunch of pictures of it online because the first three miles are the easiest stretch. So it's what most people do. It's gorgeous. You're walking across all these old like train trussles. They oh. put an old like caboose out in the middle of the woods. Oh. as like a photo op. That's cool. There's oh. all these little like plaques with like information about the old train line and stuff. Oh, cool. And accessible to users of wheelchairs and strollers and, you know, mobility devices. Instagram influencers. Stop here. <clears throat> take your photographs. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. I like it, it looks super cute. And like the old bridges are so cute. Those mm-hmm. like, you know, 1920s looking train things. So cute. Um, so and as you walk through, if you take the if you want to go to the actual old train tracks, what you'll do is you'll the the trail forks at one point and you'll go to the upper trail. Mm. And that's sort of like serpentines you back and forth really quickly. So you gain a lot of elevation quickly and you get up to where the old train tracks were. And you can see the snow sheds that they built to try and protect it. You see the old retaining walls that were some partially collapsed or cracked by that avalanche. Oof. So you can like walk next to the old retaining wall that's like crumbled from that avalanche. Dude. And you can even see the old tunnels that the trains used to go through. Although you're not supposed to go in them because they've been condemned since the avalanche. Whoops. Oh. Don't go in there. They're like, these... These are not structurally sound. We have we do not know when they're coming down, but they're coming down. These like, are we can't shore them optical. up. Now, now are yeah. these ADA compliant? <laughs> Definitely not. No. There's a lot of signs that like you should not go in there because they're not safe. Also, they're full of ghosts. <gasps> Here the we ghosts go. are ADA compliant. Yeah. So that's yeah. what's unusual about this is because. Most of the hauntings stories out of this path come from these train tunnels. Oh. But no one died in the tunnels. People died down at the depot and then all the way down at the bottom of the valley. Yeah. So these, like this is where the ghosts were happiest just before they died because they were still yeah. alive and on a train. They I were guess. like, if only and, we had been here in this tunnel, like, I wouldn't be are dead. The best. Oh no. And you know, like dead. The tunnels are collapsed a little bit they're they not structurally safe to walk through but they still exist now yeah so if they'd been in that tunnel they probably wouldn't have died that's true i think mm-hmm. that's why they're there now because they're just pissed yeah. <laughs> they're like we could have just been right over there could have been, been right, right over there, there. we just right started stopping there. this stupid ass town stupid fucking town um so people who walk this trail uh will get a uh, very uh uneasy normal ghostiness so they'll get like chilled when they're oh. it's like the middle of the summer they'll get like see your breath like shivering cold as oh. if it's f- snowing. snowing cold 11 feet um, in an evening 
sometimes people who go around the tunnels will feel like hands on them. And a lot of those stories involve people. It seems to be being pushed into the tunnel tunnel. as if like you'll be safer in the tunnel. Oh, man. Get in there. Or like pulling them into the tunnel, um, which you're not supposed to do. There's a lot of stories about screaming being heard. Like from like you'll be hiking the trail and you'll just hear screaming in the distance. Um, And a lot of these stories are a a young girl. It sounds like a young girl is screaming. And then she like this. You start to follow the screams and the screams seem as if they're leading you down the canyon. And then they start to get softer and she starts to scream for help instead of just screaming like for no reason. Goodness. And then eventually the screams stop. Oh, little lady. There's been like police reports of people being like, there's a child lost in these woods and they'll go out to investigate. And And they're like, there's no one here. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, And lots of people who go through the tunnels and try and do EVPs, they'll get EVPs of people. They'll get screaming in the background. Like it sounds like it's far away. Oh, But they'll hear like screaming or they'll hear like a huge cacophonous noise that like cuts off noise, every other noise in the area on the EVP. They did not hear anything standing there. Wow. But it's as if like an An avalanche avalanche sound is coming through. That's spooky. Oh, yeah. And then lots of times people will take pictures of themselves. Like, look at me in the train track. And there'll be like a white blur in front of the person. Oh. Mm. Like everything else is in focus. And it's very like... The Ring seven days ish where like there's a series of like five photos and in one of them like every single person is blurry. Oh, like as if there's like a white mist in front of them. Like as snow. The yeah. snow, snow was the snow came down the mountain and wanted a photo op. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, and then the most uh, compelling story I found was a firsthand account of a hiker who was like, I'm going to go do this hike, whatever. He had no idea that it was ha- he knew it was an old train track but that was all he knew and he comes upon one of the tunnels he sees that like oh you're not supposed to walk any further there's like signs and a gate Mm -hmm. he like hops over the gate because he's like i'm gonna go explore these fucking tunnels they look awesome i'm a man i do what i want yeah yeah and as he starts to walk like he gets a little far into the tunnel and then the tunnel starts to shake and the ground starts to shake and he's like is there like a fucking earthquake happening? And then he hears like a rumble coming towards him and everything starts shaking and he freaks out and he starts sprinting out and he like jumps over the railing and he like hits himself trying to jump over the railing to get back out of the tunnel in time. And he like jumps thinking he's like just narrowly escaping this tunnel collapsing. He turns around and the tunnel's fine. He gets, he gets hit by a train, goes to hell, jokes on him. He was just on Mr. Toad's. Yeah, no big deal. No big deal. The judge sentences him guilty. Yeah, drive drive Um, through town, smash a bunch of stuff, get hit by a train, go to hell, Disneyland. (laughs) Disneyland, bring the whole family. So the Iron Goat Trail is open now. It's apparently open year round. It's hard to traverse in the winter time, as you can imagine. Uh, Yeah, I understand. Um, It's it's lovely. All the pictures look lovely. It's considered moderate difficulty. Okay, okay. Um, it seems like the ten mile version is the version that takes you up to the old tunnels, which seems harder. Yeah. Um, and uh, all you need to do is have a trail pass. Cost five dollars to park there. How many people have died on the trail? Do we know? No one's died on the trail. No one's died on the trail. They're all just ghosts from the avalanche. They're no, ghosts I was just the- curious as oh. to whether or not there'd been any fatalities on this trail. Oh, Sometimes no. people die on these it, hiking trails. It doesn't. I mean, if if it's true, they're covering it up. Yeah. Yeah, now, now we're getting somewhere. Ah, the government. The big government brother. is covering it up. 
Um, I couldn't find big anything about like covering up the big, yeah. big hiking. There was a lot of REI. stuff yeah. on all these hiking a websites. of REI <laughs> and Tiva sandals. Yeah, big hiking covered it up. Yep. <laughs> big Sorry, forest. Continue your story. Big forest. Big trees. Um, there are a lot of uh, even on just like all trails or like all these hiking apps because I went to like look through the reviews to be like has anyone talked about like if they had a haunted experience? Yeah, there isn't really any on the hiking things, okay. but all of them have a lot of warnings. That's like it's popular to go at night. Don't go at night. Don't oh. do that. Oh, like okay. because people go in ghost hunt there. Oh, I'm sure. But they're like, don't do it at night. It's dumb. You're not allowed to go at night. It's super dangerous. It's dark. Yeah, like it's don't go in the the tunnels at night. It's super dangerous. Yeah, just don't. I just thought it was funny how the hiking apps were like, hey, you dumb, dumb ghost hunters. Don't hike at nighttime. Yeah, don't Mm -hmm. hike it. There are no lights. It is pitch black. Okay. Yeah, and like you're carrying all your ghost hunting equipment. You're good. You're like a slightly fall. pudgy quarantine boy from, let's say, Las Vegas trying to hike up this trail. Oh. It's not going to go well for yeah, you. Formerly Swole Zach is not making it up that trail. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that is the story of the Iron Goat Trail and the train ghosts. I like it. Of the Great Northern Railway. I love it. I love it. We notice I love yelling at you. So we're, I'm going to yell at you in a minute and then we'll come back and we'll give you even more ghosts. Get ready. Okay? Get ready. I hope you're ready. You're ready. Awesome. Hey, everybody. It's your old pal, Engineer Bob. Best guy on the internet. Hey, guess what? Go to iTunes and submit a review for the Booze and Brews podcast. Five stars. Write some words. Or don't. I don't care. Oh, hey, also, patreon.com slash booze and brews. Audio episodes, video episodes, show sketches. I do. What a great way to waste your money on the internet. Now, this one I do care about because it means you pay me and also podcast Mom and Tuna for this great content. Do it. Mostly Isn't that great? Me. Whatever. Hey, also, social media websites. We got them. You got them. Come talk to us. We got a Twitter at Booze and Bruce. We got a Facebook at Booze and Bruce. We got an Instagram at Booze and Bruce Podcast. Cool. Well, let's get back to the show. I would just like it known that I did stop talking about Skyrim long enough for us to continue this podcast. You're welcome, listeners. That's right. And Melissa, who does not care to listen to me talk about Skyrim anymore, but I love you for acting like you do. Look, Skyrim is a big part of my life because it's a big part of my husband's life, my best friend's <laughs> life. You know, I, I have to be there to support you guys. Yeah. I'm, you you I'm get supportive. Skyrim content whether or not you want it. That is true. You really do. As do the listeners. Yes. To be Daily. Fair. <laughs> yeah. Well, they they love it. Um, but I'm here to tell you about my haunted hike. Got it. Is it two. in Skyrim? Is it, it anywhere in Tamriel? No, it is it's in mm. Maryland. No. That's not Tamriel. I'm going to tell you about the Bloody Lane Trail. Oh, Bloody Lane. Bloody Lane in Maryland. So the Bloody, Blood, Blood, Bloody Lane Trail is located near Sharpsburg, Maryland, Ah. um, which is the site of the deadliest one day battle in U.S. history. Oh, in the Civil War? In the War of Northern Aggression. The War of Snowthern Aggression. Snowthern Aggression. Uh, Yes, the Battle of Antietam. Oh, heard of it? Heard of it. um, Was fought on September 17th, 1862, which was smack dab in the middle of our War of Snowthern Aggression. Snowthen aggression. And um, this particular battle was uh, quite vital to the Union's um, defeat against the Confederates because there were a couple things that were going on. The Union's defeat? I was like, wait a minute. 
of yeah you, you really framed that one in, a, in, a, in an interesting manner our, our victory like, wait, against is this the like revisionist history that's happening right now it's happening in my face uh, am i watching the bernstein i'm watching the mandela effect happen at this at moment live, yeah no 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 so it is vital to our victory uh the union's victory against the confederates because um, I guess to understand the importance, you kind of got to go back and look at the history of what was going on at the time. And by mid... People were mad about slavery. Yes. So by mid-1862, Lincoln had written and was ready to present his Emancipation Proclamation. He gonna emancipate those he's, proclamations. He's gonna emancipate those proclamations. And he, though, couldn't... He couldn't issue the proclamation at that particular time because he thought, okay, the union... Because he'd had a lot to drink the night before? He did. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. He was yeah. nervous. He was a bit nervous. He, he didn't have a, home field advantage. He had a lot of Thai Famously beef jerky. thirsty boy. <laughs> had a lot of Thai beef jerky. He was a little backed up and a little uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And he was just uncomfortable. People like this... He just wasn't feeling his best. No. This Lincoln guy's full of shit. And he's like, they're right this time because of all I that beef jerky. I am full of shit. I can't poop. Uh, no, what what it was going on at this point was the Union had recently suffered a number of defeats um, in the South. And so he thought if I and his cabinet thought if I were to basically free the slaves in the southern states, it's going to be very hard to enforce because it doesn't look like things are going so well for the Union Army. Um, also, yep. at this point, it was the midterm elections for the House of Representatives, and there was a real fear that Lincoln Republicans were going to be replaced by more either war averse or war Democrats, which would affect how the um, how the war would go and like what they would do. Um, mm-hmm. Thirdly, um, he was worried he was going to polarize the voters and all the racists would show up at the polls. Gee, I wonder what that's like. Yeah, I, oh, it's weird. weird. It's not like we've never experienced that before. I've never lived through that. Never. Um, and then thirdly, I guess at this point in the war, both France and England were looking to America. Like they were both pretty much out of the Civil War. Like you fuckers fight your own wars. Um, but they were like super duper close at this point to possibly recognizing the Confederate States of America as like oh an, as its own country, as its Shit. own country, which would suck for uh, that America. would have been a demoralizing blow for the North, right? Also, that means that England or France could have given supplies and other sorts of things to the Confederates, which would make it again more difficult for the Union Army to win. So this battle was quite important in the history of this nation just didn't know it at the time anyway um so at this point uh robert e lee decided that he was going to move his troops north so at this point most of the fighting had taken place in the southern states he was like nope i'm gonna start going north young man it is too hot down here um and also he was just like i'm gonna bring the fight to you i'm gonna beat you on your backyard i'm tired of burning my soldiers homes i'm gonna burn their soldiers homes i'm gonna Yeah. yeah exactly like this doesn't seem smart why am i destroying their shit my own shit if i can destroy theirs so anyway he he's not wrong He's not. So this he is how you win. brought his troops north across the Potomac River and into Maryland. Um, and it was in Maryland that Lee executed special order number 191. Roger, Roger. Ooh. Roger, Roger. That's where they kill all the Jedi. This is, uh, yes, this is where they try to, instead of the Jedi, the Union soldier Jedi. Oh, okay. A little bit different. Um, and so he, that laid out his plans to divide his troops, sending half into Harper's Ferry, which is in West Virginia, and the others half, other half to um, Boonesboro in Maryland. 
um, and sort of attack on both sides. Got um, it. They got a sandwich. They're going to do the Oreo defense. Exa- right. <laughs> the delicious defense. <laughs> the cream, the cream center, filling. The cream filling defense. In hindsight, not a good defense. It's a bit squishy. Yeah, um, it's So anyway, um, after the troops left uh, their post to split up, a few soldiers made a huge boo-boo, um, and that was they left their plans for Order 191 wrapped around three cigars, which the Union soldiers promptly found when they raided the uh, camps after the Confederate soldiers had yeah, left. Jokes oh. on them, there was no problem at all because the Union soldiers smoked the plans. <laughs> <laughs> they were stupid. They're like, this looks important. These are good Cubans. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Cubans. Good Cubans. <laughs> uh, so anyway. But in olden times, you actually smoked Cuban people. Yeah, I was yes. yeah, but it was actually made of Cubans. Yes. Soylent green Cuban cigars are people. people yeah. Uh, so realizing what happened, Robert E. Lee tried to regroup his troops and bring them back together, being like, oh, fuck, the Union knows we're going to be smaller in numbers. We're about to get fucked. So he tried to re group his troops um and on september 14th two confederate unit unions unions units met uh with some unhappy union soldiers and got their butts whooped um lee was going to retreat into virginia but thought "Mm, probably not the best idea stonewall jackson just won with his smaller troops in west virginia so i'm i probably got a really good shot in maryland so he pressed on into maryland and at dawn on September 17th, the battle began. Union troops uh, outnumbered the Confederates two to one. And much of the fighting took place on a 30-acre cornfield owned by some poor bastard named David Miller. Oh, my God. That poor guy. He's just like, well, I don't know what to do. Hey guys, they just showed not- up this morning and they're starting to shoot each other. You're trampling all my crops. Come on. You guys, this is like how I make my living. Fuck you both. I succeed. I, I, I clearly posted a no trespassing sign. <laughs> I'm going to call the cops. There are I, no cops like, I mean, time. I understand you're upset at each other. You just kill each other in someone else's yard. Can't you just you go know, to the man? Johnsons next door? I don't like them. They're a bunch of dicks. Uh, so anyway. There's toward- already a bunch of dead people at Gettysburg. Just go there. Yeah. There's already a bunch. Yeah, can't you I guess go- at this point, there weren't a bunch of dead people at Gettysburg yet. I don't think Gettysburg happened Because I know how time works. <laughs> so toward the center of the battlefield was a farm lane that was called uh, Sunken Road. Because it was a road that was in a little Uh. sunken part of the field. Clever. Um, Confederate troops piled fence rails along this embankment in an attempt to keep the Union Army away, but that ultimately failed. So once the Union soldiers arrived at this road, um, they began uh, close range fighting. So they're like, oh, they're just punching each other and stabbing each other and shooting each other in the fucking face. Like, hi, how are you? Bam. Yeah. With musket balls. That went well. That went very well. Um, So this fighting, this like very close range combat lasted about three hours. And within those three hours, over 5,000. The worst bar fight ever. (laughs) Over 5,000 men were dead or injured. Um, and the fight was so gory that from that moment on, Sunken Road became Bloody Lane Trail. Oh. Nice. There was a pool of blood. Blood and bodies, because it was like, that's where at the end of the day, they just sort of moved all the bodies before they could just bury them in unmarked graves somewhere on the field. Yeah. So anyway, fighting continued. Three hours and 5,000 people. I go back to that for just a minute. Yeah. That's a lot of people 
Like, let's do the math on this. Yeah. Right? So three hours, how many minutes is that? Uh, 180. Okay. I can math this. Yep. You can 180. Mm-hmm. Wait, 5,000 divided by 180 is about 27 people a minute. A minute. About somebody dying about every two seconds. So now 20, these are dead. These 28, are dead 27 oh. people a minute. Yeah. And, yeah. and just to make it clear, it's not all dead. But it's or, dead or and injured. very injured. Yeah. Casualties, I guess, are dead That's and injured. That's insane. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so fighting continued all day. But when night fell, each side regrouped and claimed their dead, which is so nice. Thank you for letting me. Don't shoot me as I come and pick up my dead people. Yeah, they weren't good about that in the Civil War. No. Um, and they and uh, the dead and wounded in total. Uh, oh, my God. I had a stroke. Oh, no, it's okay. Uh, so there were 23,000 casualties uh, with about 3,650 people dead. And this was about 12 hours of fighting total. That's, that's so many. That's, that's so lot. many. Yeah. So on September 18th, Lee uh, having not won, like, and it kind of came to a stalemate. Like history will look back on it and say this fight was a stalemate. Like the Union didn't clearly win and the Confederates didn't either. But nobody won, nobody won. I would argue. Yeah. So um, the next day, Robert E. Lee moved his troops back into Virginia while the Union Army did absolutely nothing to stop them. They just kind of like waved as they left. They were like, yeah, leave. Yeah, that's leave. Right. That's yeah, right. Yeah. You, you bitch. That's right. We're still here. Leave. <laughs> so um, from... Union General McClellan's perspective, he won the fight because it got Lee to move his troops out of the Union state of Maryland and prevented a win for the bad guys on Union land. I mean, yeah, I would say they lost less than the other side did. Yeah, exactly. Like, they still had a significant number of people die or be injured, but at least not as many as the others. Yeah, um, they didn't retreat. Right. President Lincoln, on the other hand, was not pleased at all no. with McClellan's decision just to let them walk away. Um, in Lincoln's eyes, this was a lost opportunity to kick the Confederates while they were down. Oh, he and, wanted more people to die. Oh, yeah. He yeah. wanted them to be like, you are retreating. I'm going to kill all of you as you're retreating because he thought, kick them while they're down. This could possibly end the war. If we give them such a defeat that they just wouldn't have people left and they'd just be like, yeah, we're going to abandon. Really demoralize um, them. Yeah. yeah through, that's through killing them all. Through murder. That's awful. <laughs> so, so Lincoln ordered McClellan to go after the retreating Confederate army. And for six weeks, McClellan's like, nah, dog, I'm not doing it. And Lincoln nah, is writing I him I just watched angry thousands of people die in hours. He wrote angry letters, Lincoln did, to this man for six weeks. And he's just like, <laughs> left him on red. He's just like, nope, don't care. Uh, you don't My dearest commanding general. Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. Um, hey, not going to never see that shit on Ken Burns' documentary. So, yeah. Finally, My dearest Mr. Lincoln. Golf respectfully. I reckon you better suck these balls. <laughs> suck on these nuts. Yep. Uh, no. So on November 5th, Lincoln formally removed McClellan from command of the. Potomac oh, God Army. damn it. He, he was like, fired. do it or you're fired. He's yep. like, I'm not doing it. Then you're fucking fired. You're fired. Um, General Ambrose Burnside was yeah. named in his place. But this guy didn't do any better. He, in fact, lost a whole bunch and was removed from his post just two months later. Oh, you're not good at war. He was not very good at war. He had cool sideburns. Um, though. He did have very cool sideburns. He did sideburns. have cool sideburns. 
Um, McClellan tried to uh, beat Lincoln one final time, this time in 1864 when he went up against Lincoln in the presidency. He was the Democratic nominee for president in 1864, got his butt whooped. And as a consolation prize, he ended up being governor of the great state of New Jersey for one term. And then he died at the age of 58. So anyway. Bye. Bye. So even though historians, like I said, call the battle a stalemate at the time um the union claimed a victory and that yeah, victory of course they did yeah and that victory they're in the, they're in the fucking spin room backstage oh absolutely like here's what we're gonna tell the press pr room so they that that win in their eyes was the you know kind of kick in the ass that they needed to um have lincoln finally give his emancipation proclamation which was done on november or sorry september 22nd so five days after this, they're like, we won Battle of Antietam. We totally win. And now we're going to free all the slaves, which is a real sad fact. Maryland at the time, while it was a union state, had slavery and the Emancipation Proclamation did not free any of those slaves. No, no it didn't. Just Whoopsie the slaves in the doody. rebel states. Yeah. Good job, guys. Anyway, um, the Republic Lincoln Republicans held on to the House uh, during the midterm elections. And this battle also prevented France and England from recognizing the Confederates as like an actual country. So they stayed out of it. And that further led to the Confederates running out of supplies and resources, which and ultimately yeah. led to their ultimate defeat. Suck it, Confederates. Um, yeah, so... Because this is America, uh, we, of course, decided we were going to preserve this land where a bloody, bloody battle took place. We're going to make it a national yeah. park. Hell yeah. National park. Yeah, we're going to hike through it. Fuck yeah. So this gonna area. Full of fucking Nalgene bottles and hipster beards. <laughs> this area mm. was established as the Antietam National Battlefield site on August 30th, 1890. And was managed by the War Department until 1933 when it then transferred to the National Parks Department. Okay. Um, the site consists of a visitor center, which has exhibits on the battle and the war. There's an orientation film that's narrated by Darth Vader himself. Very Ooh. clean bathrooms. Yeah. Oh, you've been? Mm, no. Oh, uh, this is just your poo, your poo tie-in? The clean bathroom? Sure. Yeah. Um, there, <laughs> it is now. There's yeah. also uh, thanks for giving me that one. I appreciate a, it. A uh, Pry House Field Hospital Museum and about 10 different hiking trails, including the 1.6 mile Bloody Lane Trail. Oh, um, that's nothing. 1.6 mile. Yeah. It's one of the longer ones because it's just a big open fucking field. There's not really much terrain. Um, so this trail includes seven stops along its 1.6 miles um, and stops three to five include the trek soldiers would have taken towards sunken road and the very bloody battle a stop where you stand on the union battle line facing bloody lane trail and then you actually walk through sunken road so then you actually walk through sunken tra or bloody lane trail where thousands of people died i'm sure you would be shocked to learn that this particular stretch of road is in poquito haunted Oh, I'm shocked. Yeah, I'm sure you are. I refuse to believe it. Um, so visitors often report uh, hearing the screams of the injured or dying soldiers. Fun. Uh, they will smell gunpowder or hear cannon fire. You know, you're kind of typical little ghosty things when bad stuff happens yeah um, yeah yeah so one uh story that i found involves a like one firsthand account involves a group of reenactors best kind of people who uh -huh. thought it would be fun and a good idea to sneak into the park after hours and camp out there 
I don't oh, know why. Oh, just like, just like in ye olden times. Just like in ye olden times, we're going to sleep out in the field amongst the stars like we're in war. So, yeah, uh, without the fear of gangrene. Yeah. So they, uh, let's just say no one actually spent the night in the park uh, because pretty much as soon as dusk fell and they started like laying down and like setting up their tents, um, one by one, people would start running out of the park because they would hear whispers and moans and oh, feel shit. various cold chills as they're laying there. I love how the like the f- park guides or whatever are just like, oh yeah, we don't even have to try and keep people out of here at night. Yeah. No one stays no here one overnight. Stays. <laughs> the, don't worry, the ghost will make sure nobody yeah. stays. Um, the final person to leave left literally running for his life. Um, <laughs> he too heard the sounds of the moans and the groans, but he was not going to get scared by them. He was like, oh, I'm a man. I'm going to suck it up. Um, but what did, oh, I'm a man. But what eventually did scare him off was as he was laying there, getting ready to like maybe take a sleep, um, was the arm that came out of the grass and pin him to the ground oh shit yeah i'd leave yeah needless to say he got up running real fast (laughs) this place has ghosts and zombies yeah yeah. (laughs) i was like this is a little like poltergeisty happening you know a little bit so needless to say he left running where most people left briskly walking yeah he left a him-sized hole in the in the side of his tent as he ran away Uh speaking of shitting So another um, story involves a group of school children from the um, McDonough School in Maryland. I'm going to pause for one minute. Are the soldiers buried there? Like, are there mass graves on the site? Yeah, they're I, not in the valley. I don't though. think they're, they're not, in the valley. They're not I in the think, sunken. No, I think they're on they're the they're edges. Else, I think they're elsewhere. Like Gettysburg. They're like the not where the battles were. They're like all in their own yeah, memorial area. I think so. Or there's, well, I think there are just mass graves. Like there's... Uh, I don't think they know where all the bodies are buried. So that's why they don't want to like do anything to this land. <laughs> they're, they're like, we don't know where they are. So we're not going to look for them. And we're not yeah. going to go looking for them. Because um, they're everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. So I, I don't think there's like a proper cemetery. There are cemeteries on the site. But um, I think most of the gentle folk are just sort of buried where they the They were a sky burial. Let's just put yeah. it that way. Oh. Play, play, play them where they lie. Yeah. That's right. That's a golf joke for dead people. (laughs) (laughs) It's a a very small subset of our audience. Dead golfers. If you got that joke and enjoyed it, send us an email. Boozeandbruisepodcast at (laughs) gmail.com. Don't do that. He doesn't look at the email. No. It's true. I'd have no idea. (laughs) Unless I tell you. Uh, No. So there was a group of school kids from McDonough School in Maryland that took a field trip to the park. I'm um, sure super common. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm sure school trips are like very common there. So after getting the tour, the kids were allowed to walk around the field by themselves, do some exploring. Um, and they were located in the surrounding area of the Bloody Lane Trail. And one of the things the kids learned about that day was the 69th. Nice. Nice. New York Regiment, which was called the Irish Brigade. Hoity-toity. Hoity-toity. Hoity-toity Brigade. These crazy bastards were hell-bent on not shooting um the rebels to death no punching they, them they wanted to stab them with their bayonets oh, to death i like to do a stab so they were the ones that were primarily in the hand-to-hand 
bar fight sort of combat. Yeah, that feels Irish. Um, that that was going on. We don't so, want to shoot him. We want to stab him with um, broken beer bottles. So after every round, you know, they the Confederates would be like, "Fire!" I, I them to death with potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> so so after the you know Confederates would all line up because you know back in the old day they weren't semi-automatic rifles. You'd have to like load your muskets. After they would have their line of cannon fire, or not cannon fire, gunfire, the uh, remaining Irishmen would shout their war cry of fa bala or clear the way. And uh, that was okay in, because in one line shoots and then they're supposed to fall back and reload yeah. while the other line and shoots. These That's how warriors are like, crazy fall 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 like and they no. run in <laughs> and they just like say clear the way and they just start running in in between. And they'd be like, yeah, <laughs> they're like, nope. Now I'm gonna stab you in the now face. I'm gonna stab you in the face. So not surprisingly, um, with this particular murder tactic, uh, the 69th Irish Regiment lost 60 percent of its people that day. Yeah, that'll happen when you run towards people firing muskets at you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but they stabbed a bunch of. They dudes, did though. probably stab guaranteed. A bunch. They stabbed a bunch so, of motherfuckers. Yeah, I mean they they like 60 percent of them died, but they took like 30 percent of those oh, people I'm sure out they with took them. Yeah. A lot of people out. Look, with the ratio is bad. <laughs> It's not good. It's so, not it's not great. Right, right. But you know, they died as they lived, drunk and D- dr- drunk drunkenly and, uh, running at gunfire. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> drunk and running, running at, at gunfire. gunfire. So while the kids were doing um this little post tour exploring, a lot of the kids heard something like a chant that they it was similar to them in their ears as deck the halls. Specifically the fa la 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 part. Of the Deck the Hall song, yeah. which is very similar to the Irish war cry of Fa Abala. They're like, it's not fucking Christmas, we're here to murder. So, yeah, um, it would seem that our Irish friends are still chanting their little war cry even in the afterlife. <laughs> and trying to murder children, sounds like. Yeah. I am Clear like, the way. They don't know. Here Clear comes a brigade of eight year olds. Yeah, fuck you, kids. Deck the Halls with guts from bad guys. Fa la 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 la. So that is the story. Tears the season to stab you in your face. That is the story of the bloody potato, 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 beer, potato, 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 leprechaun, leprechaun. The end. So that brings us to our beer. Oh my goodness. So again, our beer is from Roja Brewing Project. It's called Steady Edge Imperial Red. The can is gorgeous. It has the big gorgeous like Red Rock Mountains that's prevalent out here in Utah. And it says to brew a big beer right at the precipice is like biking and hiking along Utah's towering Red Rock drop-offs. Dangerous. Mm, Very. Uh, So stay steady and explore this great big red ale any time of the year. And it pairs well with Low horizon sunsets, sure. Nice. Desert camping, uh huh, and nice. trail fairies. Oh, classic trail Tra- fairies. Classic trail classic. fairies. Classic, classic, classic. Um, so this is, it's it's an imperial, so it's seven point nine percent. Yeah, is it's it pretty raisin- good? Is it raisin? Upon, uh, yeah. On on first sips, it, it was a little sedimenty at the bottom. As I poured it, the foam like looked like it had sprinkled cinnamon on top, which mm-hmm. I think was the sediment from the bottom of the can. Um, so at first it had a raisininess to it, but now that it's sat and warmed up and opened up a little bit, it kind of just tastes like a very robust, full flavored red. Oh, mm. okay. Like it's a little more heavily malted. I'm sure that's where they're getting a lot of that Sugar. extra sugared alcohol from. Um, it doesn't drink as if it's 7.9%. Oh no. Don't like that. 
which is because I've just been sipping it casually and it's three quarters gone. Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> just been like, oh, a little sippy. And then I was like, oh, God, I got That's a lot of sippies. I got up. It's good. It's really good. It smells very raisiny. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it doesn't drink too sweet. Okay. It drinks like a hearty red. I like it. Two thumbs up. How's the mouth feel? <laughs> good. I'm going to make some mouth smacking noises. <laughs> it's good. I, I, It is slightly older. It's maybe two months old at this point from mm-hmm. my fridge. So I wish that it had poured with more foam yeah. on it. There's not a very big head. Mm-hmm. A lot of the brabos have gone, mm-hmm. which I think would have made it creamier. Okay. Sure. Um, like it would probably taste amazing on nitro. Oh, mm. oh okay. Yeah. Um, because it is a heavier feeling beer. Yeah. Got but it's it. good. I like it. Sweet. Yay. Well, well that was the part of the show where I get to pick a winner. Well, guess what I love? What? Ghost trains. Choo-choo. Yeah, you knew that. Choo choo. I told you that. Hey, uh, you know what else I love? I love the Civil War because the racists lost. You know what else I love? <laughs> News delivery goats. You can't go wrong there. <laughs> no. You know what else I love? Zombies on a trail that grab men and make them shit. Yeah. That's it's, great. Yeah. But there's one thing I love more than anything it's Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. Vanessa wins. <laughs> oh, yay. You came really close, I feel like, with drunken Irish soldiers. That yeah. was a really good pull. Yeah, the, yeah. the 69ers are on my list here, but... Uh, <laughs> the 69ers. <laughs> oh, well, thank you guys for tuning in this week. Yeah, come back next week. There'll be more booze. And there'll be more bros. So until then... Cheers! Cheers! Oh, not bad for a phone. Didn't think the yeah, phone case would work, but there it goes. <laughs>